0: What's the kind of outer threshold of age range you can be and still be a wrestler? Other than, like, Hulk Hogan, obviously.
1: Late 50s, maybe.
0: Okay, that's pretty. so that's pretty long for I mean, professional sports.
1: You can still get in the ring and move around.
0: I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, if we look at, like, the WCW or WWE, like, really, what's an old guy in the WWE?
1: 40s, maybe. Okay. But, but, see, the thing is, you got to remember, like, Dallas Page didn't... Um, I mean, he wrestled his first match when he was 35. Yeah. And so he had a career. I mean, he, t- he took really good care of himself. He still looks great, actually. Um, but then you've got people like, I mean, Hogan and Sting are still doing stuff. And Yeah. Sting, I mean, know,
0: the, it's a it, it's kind of field where if you're famous enough, you can do it. Or if it for, it's all you know, and you, you, know. you
1: just got to keep it going. Well, listen,
0: Hulk Hogan's a rock star. He's a movie star. I mean, guy wears a lot of hats. I know
1: he was, he was asked to join Metallica, according to him.
0: I heard that he. I heard that he played bass for Metallica in a tryout or. Yeah, he it, was. Uh, according, that's according apocryphal, right? Him, he was at, we don't well, believe according it. to Hulk Hogan. But we don't believe that story.
1: I want to believe. So I badly think that N- Hulk Metallica
0: Hogan may have said that's they, not. They,
1: they may, not true. yeah. And also, I mean, they may have been kind of smoothing it over a little bit because if Hulk Hogan is standing next to you, kind of giving you the elbow, like, "Hey, remember when you guys were asking me to remember? Remember?"
0: Wouldn't that be? I mean, I'd say yes. What a great crossover publicity stunt Then next time you see Metallica Hulk comes out for one song plays bass I would pay
1: to see Hulk Hogan wrestle Robert Trujillo <laughs> the not Lars Ulrich stuff.
0: I feel like Lars Ulrich would be the one I would want to see in a headlock the most
1: yeah I just think of, of all the members of Metallica
0: who have a chance
1: Robert Trujillo is the guy who's going to go longest against Hulk Hogan yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of the most built
0: yeah I'm Hetfield's Pretty he's, big dude. He's, yeah, he's
1: got he's got some heft.
0: But Lars Ulrich is the guy you most want to see body slammed. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no question about yeah. that. There's no question about that. Have you, you... Let's be honest. You've seen some kind of monster. Of course I have. His dad is the best guy. Trying, it's been a couple of years. I don't Torben remember. Ulrich. He's the best guy. Oh, yeah.
0: He... His, he's, the he guy says, he's not speaking English at all. And he, he has the, a
1: very thick Danish yeah, accent and yeah. they play him their new stuff and he just says, my advice would be to delete that. To what? To delete that.
0: To delete that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: good work. Torben Ulrich. And it was yeah.
0: pretty yeah. universally accepted as being their worst album, the album that they were working on. I mean... Listen, I'm, not a, I'm not a much of a metal guy. You'll have to tell me. It's, if you accept kind of... Saint Anger is a record? Well, or Stanger. <laughs> Stanger. Um,
1: if you accept, I guess it's kind of a hairy turtledove alternate reality situation where you kind of have to pretend that Metallica broke up in 87, okay. possibly 89, depending. Um, I will acknowledge Injustice for All. But the Black Album is kind of where. I mean, I acknowledge it, I believe it exists, but it's fun to pretend
0: but you're saying that you're saying that in defense of this record that you have to pretend like the band broke up yeah. 20 years ago yeah, yeah yeah and this is this is kind of like the
1: new Christie minstrels or you know any any sort of reformation of of uh, it's like the okay. it's oh, like the yeah, swinging yeah, yeah. Medallions yeah. or the coasters they go out with one original yeah, coaster yeah the temptations yeah
0: or you know sure. my
1: uncle was one of the coasters so that entitles yeah. me to stand on this pier uh-huh. and sing little red riding hood sure
0: i mean i think that you could probably do that yeah. If you really wanted to. And I, so I think that
1: that's kind of how yeah. I I like to pretend. In like,
0: spite of the fact that yeah. it's, you know, 3 out of 4. Three,
1: yeah. Right. I like to play pretend. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's a new coaster. And situation. for
0: the and for and, and what you're saying is as far as the new coasters are concerned, it's a, it's a decent record. I've never heard it. I don't know. You haven't listened to it. I mean, I've listened to the black album, but then I was like, "Ah, this isn't for me." Yeah, the black album's what, 25 years old? God is it? Got to be right. I'm super old. I don't know. I guess <laughs> you're, you're saying like you're saying it like it was some kind of recent departure point for the band.
1: I I don't know. I feel bad now for making fun of Metallica. That's fine. What if they hear this? We'll probably
0: get sued. No, Yeah. By probably the RIAA. I would
1: consider it an honor. Yeah. Maybe I'll sing a few bars. of Nothing you, else matters. We, we
0: won't. Uh, we, um, we won't. We won't mention any names. But um, this is the second time since you've. Arrived at this coffee shop where you've hoped to open yourself up to lawsuit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I well because that's that's how you get noticed nowadays, right? You yeah. get sued. I don't know. I'm really bad at this.
0: Are you trying? Like, so 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 what? What's your circulation right now for the zine, <laughs> if I can ask? Uh, how many sources is available at in Athens?
1: Uh, the one.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I, I go through first print a uh, hundred or so, and the book I, is beautiful. I do. Oh, thank you. It's not. I did the cover and stuff, but the, the paper stock and everything—that was the yeah. record. The like Evil Weevil Records put it out, and um, they chose the paper stock and they, you know, they did a lot of the the book assembly parts of it. I wish I could acknowledge the printer. I don't know who did it but it, yeah you're right it yep. does look great and i feel okay saying that because i didn't have that much to do with it but i was very pleased with the way it came out i i was shocked that somebody wanted to do it in the first place i was um yeah those guys are great actually i think evil Weevil's one guy but i don't want to yeah i don't want to short sell anybody he's got you know helping him out
0: <laughs> um so so I'll, I'll i'll confess my my ignorance on on the subject but as i was saying to you before our our mutual friend Box, who, whose work appears in the book, said that it's the best wrestling fanzine going. And I'm wondering what the competition is. is, is there, are there a lot of wrestling fanzines?
1: I know of two. <laughs> uh, one is a British publication called Calling Spots. And one is a wrestling fanzine that's run in conjunction with a record label. And I don't even remember the name of the record label and trying to think of it won't help.
0: But, um, yeah, so I know of two. Is it, I mean, obviously obviously the zine isn't w- what it once was, but I'm wondering how much of that is, is due to the kind of tenuous nature of, of the zine as a, a medium and how much is, of that is due to the po- like wrestling's popularity. Is wrestling as big now as it has no, been? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, we're, we're never going to have...
1: 1996, 1997, that's never coming back. That's gone forever. And I don't see any situation in which that level of popularity could come back unless something phenomenally unexpected happens because that was driven so much by competition. And Vince Jr.'s cartoon show doesn't have any real competition now. Yeah. He won. The
0: WWE is... Yeah. Vince Junior's cartoon show. Yeah. yeah, well, just for people up there who have no yeah. idea what you're talking Sorry, about. I, I, this isn't a wrestling. I should have I should have told you earlier. This isn't a wrestling podcast.
1: That's okay. I don't. I that's yeah. fine.
0: I just might. I, I might. I might feel the need to give some some footnotes throughout.
1: Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. Yep. There the, you yep. go. The owner and uh, mm-hmm. head of the World Wrestling Entertainment organization. Of Not Stanford to be confused Kennedy.
0: with the World Wildlife Fund.
1: <laughs> right. Which was anybody. Real, speaking of lawsuits, was anybody really getting them confused? There was honestly? that period
0: in the 80s where, uh, where Randy Macho Man Savage was wrestling pandas. So yeah, I,
1: but I mean, I just don't understand that lawsuit at all. Was anybody saying, hey, you I know, don't. mom, I gave $25 to the WWF in your name as a gift. <laughs> is she really thinking that that money is going to John Cena? Here's
0: what I think. Here, here's what I think it is. And, granted and I haven't given this much thought, but... How much would it suck being the second most famous w w f
1: but there are other and now that I've said those first few words, I'm putting myself on the spot because I can't think of any, but surely there have to be other acronyms that are shared
0: sure, but what I'm saying is if you're you know the the World wildlife Foundation is a big organization, and to be the second most famous w w f has to hurt a little bit
1: I suppose i don't know i don't know ultimately, the whole thing is just. An exercise in futility, but
0: the lawsuit brought attention to them because we're talking about them yeah. right now. So I just put a bow on it. So, so, I mean, there, you know, there's still a couple of professional wrestling circuits. What, what TNA? That's uh, I just know that because of yes, because of Hulk. stands for Total Nonstop Action. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't even say it without laughing.
0: Yeah, TNA is a thing. Yep. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a couple of big, relatively big leagues out there. I don't think so. No, I don't think anything
1: is happening on the. The level that uh, WWE is, because they have years of history and yeah. they, they've been able to build on that. Everything else is an upstart that came about, kind of in the wake of the end of WCW, uh, Ring of Honor, and uh, you know TNA. I mean, those are the only two that are, yeah. you know, have national exposure, television deals, and. I mean, let's be honest. Not the They're Insane Clown Posse. Exactly. Uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, sadly, has yet to sign that lucrative weekly television deal.
0: <laughs> you, you don't think the Insane Clown Posse has the appeal still eludes mainstream their America? Gr- I think they do. If, really? if,
1: if I'm honest about it, I'm, I'm no fan of theirs. But, I mean, you have to, when you think about them as an organization, I mean, you kind of have to give them credit for doing the amount of marketing on the level that they've done. They, I mean, I mean, is
0: it? Are they the the largest kind of independent organization as far as? I, I doubt it. Okay. Um, but, but you've got to think that the insane clown posse have
1: wrestled in every major wrestling organization mm. that has existed in terms of you know big time that existed when they were. I mean, they they've done ECW, they did WCW, no. and they did WWE, and then they went off and started their own thing. I am. I cannot stress this enough. No fan of Shaggy Two Dope and Violent
0: J, but I have to give them credit for building the empire that they've built. There, there's, there's, you know, over the years, there's definitely been this like novelty factor of, of like bringing people in from the outside to wrestle. Oh yeah, yeah. is that? I mean, is that regarded as like an embarrassment <laughs> amongst kind of the, the the hardcore fan base?
1: I don't know. It might be. I don't like the. You know, I mean, I don't like the. The brand of wrestling that they serve up, yeah. I'm not into it. But, but even
0: like uh, you know, the uh, WWF had that kind of goofy crossover.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that you got to remember that we live in a world where the misfits were wrestling. That's for a, a good while. point. So That's a good point. It, um, it
0: you not know. dancing, but no, everybody, no, no, Jerry, but only. Jerry only, yeah.
1: and and I, you may have read this in the book. I don't want to promote, whatever.
0: I, I'm just in Imagine my defense. I got it last night.
1: So, where Bob Mold, yep, and Jerry Only, yep. are sharing a, f- a flight from New Jersey to Atlanta, both going to work for the WCW at a wrestling event. One is a wrestler, and
0: one is a behind-the-scenes person. So that what happened? It, so, so I mean, what does that, what does that mean? Does that mean that wrestling's a mainstream phenomenon? Is that just a weird coincidence? Oh, it's got to be the latter. <laughs> okay. I mean, especially when, you know, Bob Mould was working for him in
1: 1999. Yeah. So, but still, in 1999, the dude from The Misfits and the dude from Who's Du yeah. were sharing a flight to a wrestling show where they worked. I can't not be dumbfounded when I think of that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of those, you know, tr- imagine this scenario happening in 10 years yeah. kind of deals. If somebody told you that yeah. happened,
1: you would not believe them.
0: So... Again, again, uh, just sort of an outsider's impression, but it seems to me that there's potentially more independent wrestling happening than ever before.
1: I mean, that's what brought me back in. You know, I, I stopped wrestling. I stopped wrestling. I had never wrestled. I stopped watching wrestling. Probably 1999, and um, I came back in because of the kind of proliferation of. Well, the ability to watch things from Japan or from smaller independent promotions, you know, online. I mean, the Internet, a lot of people say it destroyed wrestling, but it also brought it back because it's really easy now for relatively small wrestling promotions and wrestlers with a relatively small following to increase their their following or people's awareness of them by putting stuff online
0: it's i mean it sounds like it's doing what it did for music what it did for for books and in that you know yeah. maybe the bigger is getting smaller but everybody else is potentially getting more exposure on the bottom well
1: and i now also think that there are a lot of parallels and um there's a wrestler named marion fontaine who has a podcast and he and i have talked about this where he has talked about how there are an astounding number of parallels between independent professional wrestling and the sort of DIY hardcore punk movement of the late 20th century. They're very similar. And I think that you can see a very clear path traced from one to the other. There are a lot of people involved in wrestling now that were active in that community then, and they've kind of brought over the uh the skills you know the promotional things and and also a lot of the the ethical things um although to a lesser extent i mean you know wrestling's
0: not exactly the you know it's not fugaz it's not like all tickets are eight dollars right
1: right i mean it's still it's still a bunch of carnies but um i guess if if the dudes in fugazi were yeah we, you know, running the game where you pick up a plastic sure. duck and there's a... They had more neck
0: tattoos. Yeah. Thing.
1: Yeah. I went to the fair a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. I did not see any regrettable tattoos on That's, the fair employees. Yeah. Maybe it's a new maybe it's a new era for... I guess. Well, companies. we went early in the day. I took my son, and I guess we hit the afternoon shift. And so maybe the hmm. maybe the sketchy dudes were still... They were still sleeping. Yeah.
0: Were st- how, how old is your son? He's seven. Is, how into wrestling is he?
1: Not very. Really? Wrestling's
0: not for kids no I, I would not want i mean that's I mean that's a you know because i i I think of growing up in the eighties and that's oh, yeah, who yeah. it was for well that's at how the time. I got into it too yeah. my dad
1: well, my dad was super into wrestling and but so like who's Hulk Hogan, Hogan for
0: if not for kids
1: well you there's a clear demarcation between what Hulk Hogan is and what Hulk Hogan was first of all, Hulk Hogan now works for a company called t n a yeah. I don't want to explain that to my son. He has more porn tapes I mean, than yes, he did. I know it stands for total yeah. nonstop
0: action, but come on. Yeah, we know it doesn't. And he's got at least one porn tape that we know of now.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I don't want my son to watch the WWE. It's there's so much homophobia and sexism yeah.
0: and just institutionalized grossness in that. I don't. Is is that you know? Is did it just feel more innocent back then, or is it like? It did it. T- is it taking the same route that kind of that that mainstream comics have, and that, it, that it's just not for kids anymore? Um, or video games. I mean, they kind of grew. All these things kind of grew up with us, right? ECW ruined professional wrestling, and
1: I loved ECW. Mm-hmm. I was a fan. I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning to watch it. I recorded it. It's not ECW's fault, and it's not Paul Heyman's fault that ECW ruined professional wrestling. Paul Heyman is, I think, one of the smartest guys that's ever been involved with wrestling. He's kind of brilliant. But ECW ruined professional wrestling because there was a movement around that promotion. There was a feeling of being involved in something that was quite literally revolutionary Hmm. and the people who went to those shows, the people who wrestled there, there was kind of an unspoken feeling of all being in this together, we're we're all in this together, we're a struggling promotion you guys are dedicated fans, we love that and this is what we do and this is what we are building but WCW and WWF at the time, E now, saw that and Hmm. they said how do we get this well you can't especially when you're Ted Turner or Vince McMahon, you can't replicate that yeah. feeling of solidarity, that feeling of of being a part of a cultural movement. What you can replicate is garbage cans full of sticks. What you can replicate is treating women like garbage in the middle of the ring. Mm. And so they took those regrettable but easy-to-replicate pieces of what ECW was and exaggerated them To the extent that WWF and WCW could exaggerate Hmm. them because they had millions and millions of dollars. And so, as I said, it's not ECW's fault that they ruined professional wrestling, but they influenced the big guys to try to replicate what they were doing. And they did it in such a ham-fisted, half-assed way Hmm. that it really changed the landscape for a long time
0: so you f- you think there's there's an appropriate way to do a garbage can full of sticks no no
1: i don't i think garbage wrestling is I'm not into it, and I know a lot of people are, and that's great, whatever, you know, whatever you're whatever you into. Um, in an interview I did with Ultramantis, and we talked a little bit about deathmatch wrestling and, and how I just don't support it. If I'm at a wrestling event and there's a deathmatch where you know people are beating each other with barbed yeah. wire, I will leave, and I won't knowingly give money, because I think that there's a responsibility as an observer to not support the things that you don't want to observe. However... It's important to note that nobody's forcing those wrestlers to do that. Those guys knew what they got into.
0: Is it? Is it? You know, and <laughs> I can forgive like forgive how much of my knowledge of wrestling is informed by Darren Arnofsky, But <laughs> is 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 that seen as kind of a last ditch?
1: No, no, no. I think that there's. Um, I mean, there are entire cultures that are built around deathmatch wrestling, and there are guys who are strictly deathmatch wrestlers, and that is what they do. Both this in America is like barbed wires. And Light tubes, yeah. going through panes of glass. Yeah. Um, you know, the Japanese really pioneered this. That sounds it, about right. Aquariums full of yeah. piranha. Aquaria, sorry. Um, you know, I, I'm not into it. I, I don't know who it was. I, I don't know if it was Ric Flair's book. It might have been in Flair's book, or maybe it was Bret Hart's book. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is wrestling... In its at its essence, the wrestling that I like and that I want to pay attention to is stuff that looks like it is physically devastating, but nobody gets hurt. Hmm. It's a circus performance. Yeah. You want to look like you just got the crap beat out of you, but you want to remain well enough to be able to do it again the next night in another town.
0: So this is, I mean, th- this is a question, you know, that I that I keep coming back to. Um, and I, I'm I'm def, I'm I'm definitely fascinated by wrestling, but it was never really my my cup of tea. And you know, I'm wondering what 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 the appeal is in something that again that you know is, is 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 theater. I don't think it's theater. You don't think it's theater. I think it's theatrical. Okay.
1: But and and I didn't make that up. Um, that that is a point of view that I came to after, um, I interviewed Sharon Mazer, who is the Program coordinator of the Department of Theatre and Film Studies at Christchurch. No, wait, at Cambridge University in Christchurch, New Zealand. She's the one who said that. I'm hmm. almost directly quoting her okay. when I say it's not theater, but it is theater. I'm not
0: even sure what the distinction between I the two. I wasn't
1: either, and so I asked her to explain it. And I think that because theater is a a scripted performance yeah. that is, you know. There are aspects of the theatrical in professional wrestling. I'm getting really heady and academic here, and I wasn't ready for that. Um, You've got your coffee. And I'm trying to piece it together. Yeah. Because I can't remember. I mean, there are scripts, there are characters, there There, are. There are scripts, but they're not set. They're not set scripts. There's there's the allowance for improvisation, but it's it's a spectacle. Yeah. And not in the Guy Debord sense of. No. In the the Barnum and Bailey sense. I mean, it's. You know, it's us. I just dropped. Seriously, did you, yeah. you want me to pick up that name I just dropped? I, yeah. I feel I'm embarrassed no, I to be me right Society now. Society of the Spectacle. Say, no, I, I can't I'm believe I'm saying with, this with Guy Debord's I work. W- Honestly, interview over because <laughs> I am just being so pretentious and stupid. But it, he went French. It's it's theatrical, but it's not theater, and I didn't understand what that meant either. And I I really still don't. But I, I kind of agree with it the more I look into it because it has. Elements of theater that run through it, but it's still an athletic performance. It's still it's it's a thing. It's its own thing. So so you know it, I don't know if I answered your question. I'm sorry. You should edit all let of. Let me ask out. you
0: this. Let me let me let me ask you this. And, and if you can bring France Fanon into this, or I will Marshall not. I, no no
1: no. I'm not dropping okay. any more philosophers. No, we're just talking about wrestling. <laughs> I'm so sorry for dropping all that academic nonsense. I feel horrible about it.
0: It was and it, it was just and it was as, as like a side note too the keyboard to thing you weren't even
1: <laughs> I yeah I'm sorry no no it's it's no I, I really I I feel like oh I gotta I'm not
0: I feel bad is there, I'm sorry that's is there a sense that you need to make it a little more academic because it's considered kind of a low oh God no okay I like the fact that it's quote low culture because again like you know as somebody who comes from comics I mean there's been two decades worth of academics attempting to justify yeah, that, it Yeah, and as that's an garbage.
1: Anybody, I mean, I can always tell who I don't want to talk to about comics yeah. when they say, oh yeah, I really like graphic novels. Well, then I don't want to talk to you. Shut up. They're called comic mm-hmm. books. And that's the thing. America did three things really good. Pop music, comic books, pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's what we hmm. did. And so, like... That's great. That's yep. what we gave the world. And I'm cool with that. But they are all really derided as low culture. Who cares? I mean, and no, I don't think that there's a sense of, of needing to make them an academic concern. I just think it's really easy
0: to make them an academic well, concern. Well, this, this, is, this is interesting because jazz music, rock and roll, more recently comic books, have become... You know, are, are being taught in universities it, you yeah. know, is there is there a grace period for wrestling in 20-30 years is, are, are, are they going to be I, teaching wwe I w- think it's w- past time and I
1: think there's there's been some research that's done and I mean there's several yeah. scholarly books I made finger quotes I want the listeners to know <laughs> <laughs> and you know there have been symposia where uh, on popular culture, where you know cultural studies is a relatively new field, but it 's been around for a yeah. while, and people are people are doing professional wrestling related stuff, and you know it 's such a it 's such a malleable art form that you can make it into anything you mm. want and I think there is an emergent long term emergent i mean in, you know twenty thirty years or so, people have started realizing i mean yeah you know in the 50s people were writing scholarly publications about professional wrestling
0: so is, is the um is a kind of relative explosion of independent leagues is that pushing that forward cuz obviously they've got you know they they've got different constraints they could probably be a little bit looser they don't have as lar- you know as many commercial investors are are I they mean, changing the tenor of wrestling yeah i
1: think so i think everybody brings their own garbage into it so if you some you,
0: some people literally
1: yeah well, yes absolutely you know if you came from a culture that did things a certain way, and you get into professional wrestling, you tend to you tend to make yourself you know in that image. Yeah. Um, if you if you're a Juggalo and you get into professional wrestling, you're going to start Juggalo Championship Wrestling. If you're some punk rock kid that gets started in professional wrestling, you you may make your. I mean, if you look at a promotion like Chikara, mm-hmm. which um, you know doesn't exist anymore, um, but I think that promotion, and I can't speak for the people who ran it. I do know some people, casually, who worked for them, and I do think it was informed by the kind of independent punk rock DIY culture because a lot of the wrestlers in it brought brought that aspect to it. I mean, you've got you know wrestlers like Ultramantis Black, who um, I mean are you know making t-shirts and merchandise that reference the Smiths and the Cro-Mags and you know yeah. bands like uh, that you know stuff that he's into and so it's easy to take that into where you you know
0: where you go is, with is CM Punk is that the um, that kind of re- reaching it's like pop pop. Apex? I think so yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think so I think he's you know he brought that kind of counter-cultural stuff I mean you've got a guy with straight edge tattooed on yeah. his stomach standing in the middle you know you think minor threat thought that would happen and and so but but he came from this subculture where people get the cover of the operation Ivy look you know they yeah. get that tattooed on their leg, and suddenly he's one of the most famous professional wrestlers in the world so, so
0: he's he's the real deal who just kind of came up through the ranks then yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean he's
1: as far as I know, I don't know the guy, but I mean as far as I know yeah I, I'm, I'm not you know punk rock private eye. Although.
0: You had some patches on your denim jacket, sir. I
1: did. Oh, I'm embarrassed to be me right now. You guys are judging me. I can see you judging me. I can I can see it happening.
0: So you're, you're going to this convention in, you said, a couple weeks? Or? Yeah, that's in mid-November. Mid-November. I guess that is a couple weeks. That is a couple weeks from now. It's, I, 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 gotta I assume some... you've been to these before.
1: I don't think I've ever been to a wrestling convention really? before. Yeah. I'm...
0: I'm because I was going to ask you what the reaction is, has been, and or I guess I
1: have. Well, the atomic elbow has only been around. My voice has cracked for a couple of years. Yeah, I've
0: it's been tough, I've to, going through some changes.
1: I've gone. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a it's an exciting time in yeah. my life. Um, I've been to a couple comic book conventions with it, and let me tell you what people at comic book conventions don't want. I would love to hear this. <laughs> can can <laughs> we do, wait
0: two seconds? No, can, really, guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, coffee shop guy.
1: Yeah. They do not want professional wrestling fanzines, really.
0: Yeah, what, sh- really? what
1: shows? Uh, Heroes Con, well oh. in Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, one of the capitals of wrestling.
0: Well, Heroes Con's kind of Heroes Con's a you know a mainstream comic show. And I I'm, love Heroes Con. I, I, I it's great, but I'm you know I'm wondering if well you, you you do that show in April? Yeah. So and it same.
1: It's all mini comics. I mean, people are just there for comic books. Man. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. It's,
0: it's surprising to me because we we were at uh, the, the Wuxtery Annex and it was like it kind of jumped out at us because it's. I mean, there's some comics in it, but.
1: There, yeah. there, there might have been one or two comics. There's a books few comics. No, in,
0: in the in the book. Oh, oh okay. In oh. your book, you know, it uh, said Box did one of them, but I, that's kind of shocking to me that there's not more crossover. I think there's a
1: lot of crossover, but I also think I'm really bad at promotion. Okay. I mean, I really am. I'm really, really okay. bad.
0: As somebody, as somebody who's gone to a lot of shows, walked up to a lot of tables and had a, a lot of awkward encounters with people on the other side. If I walk up to you, I, I do the kind of pick it up and go, "What's this? What do you, what do you say?"
1: I will more. There's a ninety percent chance I will refer to it as garbage.
0: I know. I feel like I'm I might. Really, we might be touching on something. I'm really bad at deep here.
1: Well, it's just because. I, it ain't about me, you know. It's like it, it should be. You're tabling, I know, but I, ugh. I would just say, hey, that's this wrestling book that I kind of made yeah. part of. So, yeah, I made seventy percent of it. It's pretty good. So, okay, you let's should, back up. Why you do you think one? people aren't
0: buying your book at these comic shows?
1: I, it's it's all my fault. <laughs> I feel like I'm like at a therapist's office right now. Yeah, we're you're, we're getting, you're totally
0: probing some depths, man. We're getting we're getting there. Um, yeah, I I, I, I do think I think there's there's crossover. I think there's some, I think there's, there's crossover too. There. I just think that I'm downplaying
1: it intentionally, but I mean I think that you know it used to be you couldn't go to a comic book convention and not see wrestlers there. And I think that's still the case with some of the bigger maybe, ones. Maybe
0: I mean maybe that's maybe that's the issue. Maybe there's too much residual. As we were saying before, like you're. Going to the show in a couple of weeks, and you don't really know what to expect from the, I guess, has been or former wrestler. I've never been
1: to a, a wrestling convention,
0: and I'm wondering if if there's still too much of that left over of that, like, oh, there's this 60 year old wrestler here to make it this to make this kind of second wave crest. I mean, maybe
1: I, it's just a lot of it is when you think about Ric Flair, which we all do. You don't, which we all should be doing yeah. currently. You don't think about Ric Flair in the year twenty
0: thirteen. Sure. You think about Adam West or anybody else you would see at a show like nineteen
1: eighty eight. But what I'm going to see in two weeks will be Ric Flair in the year twenty thirteen. Yeah. It's not his fault he's mortal. Yeah. You know, but but he is. And oh God. Can I say a thing? All right. I think it's just like a when you see Ric Flair in twenty thirteen and Ric Flair in 2013 looks like Ric Flair in 2013. It reminds you that you are you in 2013. Yeah, but that you're not 10 anymore. But you
0: know, especially if we're talking about a comic show, he's he's standing next to Adam West. You know, he, it's <laughs> I mean, wrestlers Adam, aren't the do only. Do you think
1: Ric Flair and Adam West, Adam West, Adam West have ever hung out?
0: I, I whether whether by choice or by being on the same bus if you're f- to San famous Diego
1: in any level. Yeah. and you have the ability. To just hang out with Ric Flair, and you haven't taken that opportunity, I think there's a fundamental difference between how you and I would handle fame.
0: What's is there is there a good example that that you can point to of a wrestler who, and I'm not talking physically, but who has who kind of aged gracefully. Who is you know like you know we, we we like we can we can pick some like rock stars who maybe have aged gracefully more gracefully than others.
1: I mean Mick Foley, yeah. Foley Mick Foley's done a good job I mean he destroyed his body yeah and he engaged in a lot of the you know the hardcore wrestling finger quotes um and he can as a result barely walk upstairs Hmm. but nobody made him do it but he's still you know he's He's touring now doing spoken word yep. or a stand-up comedy or I don't know how he... Like that Henry Rollins to, kind yeah, of... I'm not trying to be dismissive. I don't know how he refers to it. Yeah. I think he I think he calls himself a stand-up comedian. And but he's probably
0: not just telling jokes on stage. Right,
1: right. I mean, I'm sure there are stories from from his career. I've never seen it. I've heard it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, I actually... Talked to him at a comic book convention once, which is weird, but yeah. But, but I think that he's you know, and he's involved in charity work, and he's involved in you know, he's writing, and he um, is, from my understanding, pretty free with advice to people who are involved in, in professional wrestling yeah. now. And so, I would hold him. Up. He's the one, not necessarily he's the ideal of this kind of thing, but he's the one that springs immediately to mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm sure there are others, but it's a hard. I mean, it's like anything else in that realm. It's what do you what do you do once. Once that's done,
1: and he's also relatively, or maybe completely. I can't think of any. I think a lot of times wrestlers get mired in some sort of scandal. Hmm. This person treated this person unfairly, or this person was involved with this substance or this organization. It's the rock or stars, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I think he's he's been able to come out of a a good career unscathed by you know he's not carrying any baggage
0: hmm. really
1: that, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't really have an ear to the ground on wrestling rumors. but I'm, I'm surprised to hear that, actually. I don't know a whole
0: lot about wrestling.
1: Yeah? I mean...
0: Is, the, is, is this book kind of a learning process for you? Because you said you were no, out for a while. No,
1: no, no. I've, I've been into it since I was eight years old. Yeah. But, but you had but, a kind of a gap Well, I period. say that to say that I'm not one of these people who has to prove how much they know. Like, oh, I know the guy who's under that mask, and yeah. he's wrestling as this. But and, you're thinking about it a lot, clearly. And I don't clearly. know who won what title in 1991 yeah. from whom, you know. That's great if people know that. And I know people who can rattle off the, the history of the New Japan IGWP heavyweight title. That's great. I'm impressed by that. But at the same time, that's not the form my involvement with it is going to take. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I I I don't have the head for that kind of historical memorization or knowledge or or whatever. I just really like it, and I have since I was eight years old or earlier, probably earlier. And so I also became involved, you know, on a divergent path. But I w- became involved with independent publishing and, yeah. and making zines and making stupid little books for friends and whatever. And so I started watching a lot of independent wrestling and started kind of getting back into wrestling again. I, you know, in 1999, I kind of took a break, and then 2005, 2006, I was like, eh, pay attention to this again. And over time, I wanted to do something with it. I wanted to not just kind of sit there and watch a DVD and then go about, you know. I, I, and it coincided with my desire to get back into self-publishing and stuff. So,
0: But, you know, did, did you want to do take the... Bob Mulder out and actually write for it? Is that interest you at all?
1: I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But who who is there?
0: How do you mean? WWE? That's oh, it? That's you
1: write for? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, who, that's, that's my career options. I don't want to live in Stamford, Connecticut. I've never been there, but Seems I know nice. I don't want to live there.
0: Seems nice, right? You're from New yeah. England.
1: Well, I mean, it's not Athens, Georgia, so that's I don't want to live there. Yeah. Like, I, I know what I like. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stuck in this rut. Yeah. <laughs> I got this rut worked in real good. Pretty. pretty.
0: It's It's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah. good rut. Yeah, it's the best rut. Yeah.
1: What Never is there gonna, what is there to do professionally in wrestling at this I'm point? To burn this town down to get me to leave. I don't I don't I don't think there is much. Yeah. I mean I really and don't. And you don't think there's gonna be another 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 wave soon? I hope there is. Yeah. But, but it just won't be as well. Well WWE all- has such a stranglehold on yeah. the cultural perception of what wrestling is. If you're eight years old now and you see professional wrestling what you're going to see is one thing and one thing it only. It was the
0: same when you know I think when I was 8 that there was really just one thing.
1: But I mean there was WWF or E and WCW. Yeah,
0: maybe that was a little bit later. I mean right? I don't think
1: you were 8 in 2002. Sure. I mean your you The 8
0: I remember the I remember remember the 80s being t- fully dominated by WWF.
1: Where did you live? California. In
0: okay. Was that the difference?
1: I think so. I think there's a geographical difference because yeah. living in Georgia in the 80s, I was taught from, from youth, WWF is fake wrestling. That is not real. We don't like that. That's cartoon wrestling. Mm-hmm. They literally have a cartoon show. Yeah. And so my dad's presentation of that to me, that that's, we don't watch that. That's, that's, that's cartoon wrestling. But WCW or at the time NWA, that was real. If you see Ric Flair, if you see Arn Anderson, mm. if you see Magnum T.A. on screen, if you see Tommy Rich on screen, that's real wrestling. That's what we like. If you see Hulk Hogan, if you see you know any of the, if you see Roddy Piper, so I've had to go back to that. So it's like we're.
0: Yankees fans, not Mets fans. Or we're Democrats, I guess, not Republicans. I guess so.
1: Although Roddy Piper got a pass because he was on Georgia Championship in the 70s. And so it's the 70s and early 80s, no.
0: Roddy Piper was working in Georgia. So I think my dad kind of gave him a pass. So ha- having gone back to that, I mean, is there, is there any merit to that point of view? That somehow WWF is a fake or more, more fake than the fakeness of the WCW? They were just
1: trying to. I mean... They were just being capitalists. Yeah, they were trying to get their. But their people thing clearly into bought it. into it. If your dad, yeah, they were just better it. at it. They yeah. were, you know, well, bought into the idea that it was fake. I mean, yeah. there are there are still loyalists in the South. I mean, I think there's a clear delineation between a Southern style of professional wrestling hmm. in the '80s, two big fat dudes wrestling real slow. That's going to happen in Georgia. <laughs> you know, you can have a a big fat fatty in the ring you can have crusher blackwell can have a career down here um you look at somebody like terry gordy literally the scariest wrestler i've ever seen if terry gordy were alive today and walked through that door i would be terrified for my life but he didn't have the chiseled physique he didn't look like Jesse so, Ventura. So maybe a better
0: Hogan. way to describe it is Hollywood wrestling versus not. I guess so. I
1: mean it's it's so weird to talk about authenticity. Not that Hulk Hogan ever had a great body. Right. Well, 24-inch pythons. Come on now. Oh. Um, but, what do you think? But I think you that, that? That it's so weird to talk about authenticity as a concept within this this weird thing that's yeah. that's Which is built on fake. deception. Yeah. Built on It's not fake. It's not fake.
0: No. It, it it's not what wrestling the, in the One of the best things I
1: ever heard was from Bobby Heenan where he was being interviewed and they asked him about wrestling and and somebody mentioned the word fake and he said, we, referring to wrestlers or people involved in wrestling, we never told you it was fake. Mm. You told us that it was fake. Or no, no, I'm sorry. The, The quote was, we never said it was real. Yeah. You told us it was fake, but we never said it was real. So wrestling never presented itself as real it's just that it had this thing imposed on it by the outside of being fake and so it had to rally around that i thought that was interesting i mean because obviously and and he even said in that same interview obviously it's not a real fight a real fight lasts 10 seconds you don't whip somebody into a corner in a fight
0: so what it what what um what, what what is the wrestling population's reaction to the rise of MMA? been then, which is really two dudes beating the shit out of each other in a cage.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it's influence wrestling, and I think it's yeah. I, It's not a thing that I'm happy about. I don't. That I has don't
0: know to. I mean, that has to have been a huge part of the downfall of wrestling's popularity, right? The rise of MMA. I don't know. I think it might be taking it too far. I just think we we sort of need everything to be hyper-real, right? And that offers this sense of hyper-reality.
1: I think it might be taking it too far, though, to say that people are, and I'm not saying you said this, but to say that people are incapable of drawing a line between the two and and seeing the differences.
0: But if I'm I'm mapping the popularity of them out, there's, you know, these two waves are moving moving in in different directions at the same time, right? I mean, MMA is getting more popular and professional wrestling is... I guess so.
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess it's societal bloodlust. People need yes. to see
0: people really get beat up. I don't. I'm I'm assuming because you know TV has moved in that direction, it makes sense that fighting has. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I remember watching when UFC first started yeah. being a thing that had popularity and the the MMA thing. I'll give this a shot. Yeah. I watched one of those things. No way. It's brutal. You ever seen that stuff?
0: It's yeah, horrible. Is that I mean, is is garbage wrestling? Is that the proper term? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's a proper. Term. Is that something that grows in popularity as a response to MMA? I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm qualified to even speak to that. I think that if you look at a if you look at a promotion like Ring of Honor or something, I mean, there's a there's a certain style of wrestler, and they seem to rise to greater prominence in ring of honor from my observation that is influenced by mma and Mm -hmm. his or her wrestling style will be more real you know such as it is i mean they're they're more they're more um they're more apt to use submission style maneuvers and knee strikes and elbow strikes much in the style more like of NA, martial art but it's adapted yeah. to the, the the professional wrestling ring and so i think um ring of honor has a lot of wrestlers who who operate in that style
0: i mean it, wrestling's like anything else right it's just reacting to yeah, trends so. and pop culture I, mean, I
1: have no i just have no desire to watch somebody get hurt
0: to really watch somebody get hurt yeah
1: i don't i don't need that
0: there you go. That was uh, that was Robert Newsome. Uh, great guy, great zine. Highly, highly recommend that you pick up Atomic Elbow, uh, regardless of how familiar you are with professional wrestling. Um, I don't know if you figure this out. It was very subtle throughout the interview, but I myself am, am no expert when it comes to wrestling, uh, but have, have highly uh, enjoyed the zine. He's got a collection of the first several issues out right now. There's also about seven uh, single floppy zines you could pick up. Uh, very, very well written, very interesting, great content. There as well. Uh, Thanks to Robert for taking the time and and for meeting uh, for meeting with me in the the, the very short window that I spent in uh, the lovely town of Athens, Georgia. Um, Thanks, uh, thanks as always, Brian, for editing this together. Thanks to Mark and everybody else at the Boing Boing Podcast Network. Uh, You can check all the podcasts out on iTunes. Seems like there's uh, there's 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 new ones uh, every single day. There's a a, a Game of Thrones one. There's a cool movie one. why would you listen to any, any non-boing-boing zine? Um, so uh, thank you for listening to this particular boing-boing zine. If you like what you heard, you can rate us uh, on iTunes. I recommend that you do that as well. Um, you can follow us on, uh, on, on, uh, on Tumblr. It's rylcast.tumblr.com. Uh, we've got a Gmail now. That's uh, R-A-Y-L-Cast. At, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, lots of lots of interviews lined up. So uh, stick around. We will be back the same time next week with another episode of R I Y L.